At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Playing Around with Paige Renee. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Playing Around. You're with Paige and Amanda. Amanda, we missed last week because we We have been busy. We have been jet setting around. Yeah, that's an understatement for you. You are like, I can't keep track of you. I never know what time zone you're in. I'm like, yeah, that's my friend Paige. I don't know where she is in the world right now, but I think she's alive. Like just like sign of life, sign of life on Instagram. My dad even texted me the other day and he's like, where are you in the world? I <laughs> no idea where you are. Um, so I was in Miami for a very fun photo shoot, which I can't wait to tell you guys about very mm-hmm. soon. And then I went from Miami to the Bahamas for the Derek Jeter celebrity uh, tournament. It's for his foundation. And then from the Bahamas, I went to Atlanta to play in APGA uh, Champions Tour event pro am. So it was a lot of golf. I played six rounds in like seven days, wait, six, yeah, six rounds, seven days, which is something I haven't done in a very, very long time. And I was for sure golfed out, but I was really lucky on this trip. I got to play golf with Derek Jeter, which was awesome. Darren Mm -hmm. Clark, who is like my new favorite and Charles Barkley. So I was like, checking them all off. It was really fun. So the format for the Derek Jeter is, you know, the first two days, it's a uh, scramble with, you know, uh, partners and sponsors and people of the event. And then the last day is a celebrity shootout. So you're paired with one of the other celebrities at the event, and you have to play a scramble. And so I was paired with Derek Jeter. And I was very excited about it. I played like, oh my absolute garbage. 
garbage. And I was so embarrassed. No. I like could probably still kick their ass. No, I like couldn't hit a shot on like the first couple of holes. And I'm like, what is oh, going no. on? And I started to get the driver yips. Like I was standing over the ball, oh, no. looking at the fairway, and I'm like, there's shit right, there's shit left. I'm th- chances are I'm gonna be in one or the other. Hitting putter. <laughs> literally. Yeah. literally. So that's why you threw your driver 40 yards in the air and caught it or something. Is so that what it was? <laughs> Yes, I will get into that in a second. (laughs) So I played with Derek Jeter. He is one of the nicest guys I have ever met. I think with a lot of these celebrities and especially athletes, they're very full of themselves. And I think you do need Mm -hmm. a bit of that to be very successful. You need to have confidence in yourself. And a lot of them are very narcissistic and cocky. And he is the exact opposite. I mean, I would say 90% of the time he was asking me about my career and just about my life. And he was asking me so many questions, which is something that doesn't really happen when you're around these celebrities and athletes. Yeah. And again, just like one of the coolest, coolest, nicest guys that I've ever met, which is always nice when you have that experience, because there's been so many times where I've met someone Mm -hmm. that was really excited to meet. And I was really disappointed Mm. with the interaction that I've had with them. And so that happened a lot early on in my career. And so now I really don't have high expectations meeting anyone. And so when you meet (laughs) someone, they're way cooler than you expect them to be. It's awesome. But yeah, so I played those three rounds and I was playing. So I I literally topped a three-wood, Amanda. I topped a three-wood on 18 in front of Derek Jeter. From the fairway or the tee? From the fairway. Okay, as long as you didn't say the no, tee. No, but it was bad. It was bad. And so I was like, I'm going to go out and play the next day because there's some events coming up and I really need to get my game in like a good place. And I'm just like not feeling it. And so I'm like really struggling. And but I'm not, I wasn't playing that bad. I was maybe like two over at the time. And I don't know, all of a sudden, mm-hmm wires got crossed and I just went ballistic. Like I was standing over the tee. Yips couldn't hit a driver. It was like way right. And I'm getting like progressively a little bit more mad, a little bit more mad. And I get onto the 17th tee and I, I snap (laughs) the shit out of this ball. Like it, it never even went straight. It just went straight left off the club. It just went left to left. Went left to left, which for me is my nemesis shot. If I hit that shot, it yeah. feels so horrible. And I have PTSD from when I was I know. playing yeah, professionally, and I would hit that shot all the time. The ball didn't even land. Mm. I gripped that club. I did a full turn and threw it as hard as I possibly could. <laughs> It went Did it go farther than it the went ball. Farther than the ball, like 40, 50 yards, <laughs> bounced off the cart path, went into the shit, and I just stormed off. Just stormed off. And so someone in the Bahamas got a free driver, I assume. There you go. <laughs> Never I was so pissed. I don't remember the last time <laughs> I have been that mad. And I have a history of club throwing and breaking clubs. <laughs> It's just something that happens. It doesn't happen often, but it does happen. I have wrapped clubs around trees. I have done the full break on a leg. I have done this. And, but it hasn't happened in a while. And so I was thinking about this. I was like, there's something coming up where I might have to keep score. And as soon as I started to think about that, like in the future, I reverted back to how I was when I was playing competitive ball. Yeah. And I honestly think I had like severe PTSD 
from playing competitive golf. And it was like, as soon as I got back into that mindset of like, I need to prepare, I need to get my game ready. I, my, everything counts. Like all the shots count. It's like, it's tough. I had a full blown mental breakdown, breakdown. (laughs) And I just finally, I called my dad. I was like on the balcony in the Bahamas in the fetal position crying. And I called my dad and he's like, yeah, if there's any events coming up where you need to keep score, you're not playing. And he was like, (laughs) like, I'll go for you. I'll go, I'll go embarrass myself. He was like, you're not doing this, not only for your sake, but for everyone around you, like this (laughs) is not healthy and this is not okay. And I thought I was so many years past it where I could get back into that mindset of being like, okay, I, I'm just playing for fun now. And it doesn't matter what I shoot. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. But I am a master at club throwing. I mean, it was, Amazing. it was pretty impressive. And my, my, um, driver, not a mark on it. Really? Not a mark on Even it. Even after hitting the car path? Not a scrape. Wow. So then after that, I went, I had to go and play at the pro-am and of course it's best ball. So I have to keep score. And (laughs) I played, I actually played really well. Um, but the second day I got to play with Charles Barkley and Darren Clark, Darren Clark, the coolest pro I've ever played with by far. Hands down. That's awesome. He was funny, super charismatic, engaged with everyone in the group. He gave good, helpful tips. I think sometimes when you're doing Mm. these pro-ams, the pros will get a little too intense of like trying to change things. And it really makes the dynamic a little bit awkward. And he was Mm. just like, here's like one basic little tip. And he was giving, you know, tips out to everyone. He was helping everyone. Um, So, so funny. Really cool. And then Charles Barkley was in the group. I didn't want to look at his first swings. We all know that he has these hitches, right? Yeah. And, <laughs> and off the first tee, stripes it. No hitch, nothing. Really? I heard he's gotten better. I saw a video online recently where he's like, he's gotten better. And I was like, what? So that video was from the round that um, I played with him. I was it. Yeah. That's so funny. Um, he made, I would say like eight or nine pars on his own ball. What? Yeah. He was just like carrying the team, carrying the team on his back. What's his handicap? I think it was about 14 or so. I was like, maybe really? a little higher, maybe a little higher. Yeah. But he, wow. cause he, he used was like a 30, like that's, he's gotten better then. No, he made a, I think he even made like a natural birdie too on his own ball. What? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. yeah. He's tall. Big, the big guy. Yeah, basketball players <laughs> tend to be big guys. Tend to be, except for Allen Iverson. <laughs> get a tall sixer and a short sixer. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So that was that was my little trip. That's fun. I was uh my trip wasn't well, my trip was fun. I, I enjoyed my trip. I feel like you um, actually had more fun than I probably did. I did have a lot of fun. I went so I went down to the Wells Fargo. Um, I drove down for a few nights and I went to go hang out with some buddies and um so, so one of my buddies, he get, I guess he gets teased by uh, one of the other caddies, um, my buddy's caddy and the other caddy. And I guess he was like teasing him and stuff. And they were kind of teasing him the night before I went to like a caddy dinner. Wells Fargo did some caddies dinner, I think, for the caddies. And I yeah, what's that, that like? I feel like it's a rambunctious group of <laughs> they're so funny. And it's kind of funny because a lot of the ones like I've never actually met before. I don't like recognize they're like, oh, you're Amanda Rose. I follow you like you're really cool. And it's just it's nice. Like when people say really nice things to you. So it was like it was it was 
kind of funny. I like walked into the the dinner and there was like maybe six tables of people. And I walked over to five of the tables because I knew people at five. And then the next day I was hanging in the caddy shack and um, I was like waiting for something. And one of the caddies from one of the tables, I didn't say hi to walked up. He's like, how, how, what do I have to do to get to know you? Like, like what, what do I have to do to get you to come over to the table? I'm like, I'm so sorry. So I was like, they're all just really cool guys. But so my buddy, it's like the bachelor caddy edition. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Exactly. How do I get a rose over here? How do you get a man a rose over here? Can we make that like a TV series? (laughs) We should. Hello, Bravo. Are you listening? Like the final challenge is like them catting for you to see if it will work. (laughs) Like if you caddy for someone, then you can definitely marry them. Yes. If you get along, if you guys still like each other after the round, then you can like definitely marry someone. So my, my two of my caddy buddies, we're going to call them Jeff with a G and Dennis. So Dennis is, uh, you know, caddying in the pro-am for his player on Wednesday. After the round, they're on the range. I'm in the caddy shop because we're waiting to go out to dinner. And Jeff sends Dennis a text message that says, to Amanda Rose, like it has my name at the top of the sub, like my name is the contact info. And it's like, hey, Dennis really likes you. He doesn't know how to tell you one of those things. So Dennis is like, oh my God, this is, can't be real. Like, I don't, I, I, I don't, I guess he thought it was real at first, but then he's like, no, this can't be real. It showed his player, his player and he, he were like dying on the range. So whatever, Dennis and I are going out to dinner and he's like, look at this text I got from Jeff. And I'm like, I'm laughing so hard. And we're just like, I don't know. It was just ridiculous. So we get to, we're driving to dinner. He's in his car. I'm in my car. I call him like right before we get to dinner. And I'm like, yo, how, how are we going to get Jeff back? Like, what the fuck are we going to do? <laughs> to fuck with Jeff. And he goes, I don't know, but I've spent the last 16 minutes in the car thinking about it. And I was like, perfect. So whatever, we get to dinner, we sit down. He goes, I know what we're going to do. You're going to call or you're going to text Jeff and ask if I'm with Jeff because Jeff and Dennis were staying with um, like a family that I guess used to like sponsor Jeff's player back in the day. So they're staying with this really nice couple and Jeff and his player out to dinner with like the host guy and his wife at the country club. And so I shoot Jeff a text. And I'm like, hey, have you seen Dennis? He never showed up for dinner. So the plan is to tell Jeff that um, I don't know where Dennis is, but come to find out Dennis like ditches me for a bumble date, which like no one's going to ditch me for a bumble date. Let's be honest. Um, But so I text Jeff and Jeff immediately calls me. He's like, hey, where are you? What do you mean? Like, no, I haven't seen Dennis since at the course. Last I talked to him, he said he was going out to dinner with you. And I was like, that's so weird. I, I can't get a hold of him. I don't know where he is. And Jeff being like the world's nicest person that he is, he's like, I'm genuinely worried for Dennis's safety. Like, I I don't, I, I need to know that he's safe. And I was like, shit, I never even thought that like Jeff might think that Dennis is in a ditch somewhere. So then I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. Oh my God. I hope he's okay. Like, let's, I hope he's alive. So I go back and like, we're sitting and we're laughing, we're laughing. And Dennis, Jeff calls Dennis immediately. Dennis ignores the call. And then Jeff shoots him a text. It's like, I just got a call from Amanda. Where are you? And he's like, oh yeah, I ditched her. I got a date. Like I've checked my phone. There was, I had a bumble date. So I ditched Amanda and he's like, is that a joke? Like, no, you didn't. So you could tell that Jeff was like a little disappointed with Dennis, but he's being a good friend. Then I get a text from Jeff saying, I don't know where he is. I haven't heard from, I haven't heard from Dennis. Don't know where Dennis is, but we're going to put a search party out. Well, you know, I'll text Dennis's player and whatever. Um, it's going back and forth. Jeff and Dennis, like Jeff thinks that Dennis has ditched me. I'm still bugging Jeff being like, I just, I, it's so bizarre. I think I'm going to leave. I've been here for an hour. I sent him a picture of like an empty chair. 
I was like, I think I'm going to go. As Dennis and I are leaving, he says, you need to send me a voicemail. Like, just call me and leave me a nasty voicemail. So I'm like, okay, you know, we go our separate ways. I leave him a voicemail. I'm like, hey, asshole, I don't know what your fucking problem is, but like, you better be dead. If you're dead, I'll be at your funeral. If you're not dead, you can go fuck yourself or just something to that effect. Like, so I leave him that voicemail. He gets back to the house where, where Jeff is. And he's like, where are you? I, I need to talk to you. Like tonight's been crazy. So Jeff texts him back and says, I'll come down and talk to you after you apologize to Amanda. <laughs> so I know that he's now apologized to me. So as he's telling Jeff the story, I'm texting Jeff like, okay, Dennis is alive. Does he do this often? And like, this is so not Dennis. Like Dennis is a really, really, really wonderful human being. And he would never ditch anyone for a Bumble date, especially not me. But like even an ugly chick, he probably wouldn't ditch her either. Um, So Dennis is recording like the voice conversation that he and Jeff are having. And he's like, what the fuck did you do, Dennis? Like, how, how, why'd you do that? And he's like, I don't know, man. I just, whatever, like she was leaving tomorrow morning, didn't seem worth it. Like, and I told him to say that and and whatever. So they're going back and forth. And Dennis is like, yeah, oh God, you got to hear this voicemail. And Jeff goes, is she yelling? This is like, oh man, I mean, she might as well be. He goes, I might just have to start caddying another tour. Like, I'm never going to be able to show my face on the PGA (laughs) tour again. Amanda hates me. Paige is going to hate us because, you know, we're associated. (laughs) So he lets Jeff listen to the voicemail. Jeff is like, that is the most uncomfortable thing I've ever heard. Like, I cannot believe you you did that. And Jeff goes, "Was, was it worth it? Dennis is like, oh yeah, 10 out of 10. Like, totally super hot, 10 out of 10. And Jeff goes, well, that's good, buddy. Like, he's like, so disappointed, but also like kind of proud of him. So this is going on for a while. And then finally, Dennis goes, you know, the best part about all this, you want to hear the funniest part? And Jeff's like, what? He goes, this is all a joke. Could you Photoshop that text message? And Jeff's like, no, it's not. And he's like, Dennis like, yeah, no, no, it's a joke. And you just hear Jeff's brain like contort itself into a pretzel. Like you can just hear the crunching and the mashing. Like he cannot fathom this. He's texted his wife. He was calling his wife because he didn't know where Dennis was. He thought Dennis like might've been hurt. He's telling the host family. Like, I can't believe that like Dennis would do all this shit. So he like, Jeff is in disbelief. I get a call from Jeff. So I don't know if Dennis is like told Jeff at this point. So I kind of like, hello. Hey. And he's like, is this a joke? I was like, oh yeah, we're, we're totally fucking you. I hear Dennis in the background, but I'm not good at telling a story. But the thing is we pranked the prank master and that's all that matters. We got him back. So that'll teach anybody to Photoshop a text saying it's going to me. It's not going to me. Yeah, don't do it. Don't do it. It is funny though, because there are certain people in your life who you just worry about more than others. And <laughs> Like, I always think about this. I'm one of those people. Like, if I, if there was a zombie apocalypse or if there, if I was like thrown on the street with like no phone, I would not survive. And I fully know that about myself. But I feel like you, if I didn't hear from you for like five, 10 days, I'd be like, is she good? She's fine. You'd be like, I think she's thriving. She's actually, it's it's when you do hear from me that everything's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Because when I'm good, I'm not on my phone. I'm like out doing shit. It's when you're hearing from me that you're like, she good. Oh, Oh, wait, hold on. Actually, speaking of hearing from people, so me driving Jeff crazy. So, Jeff, now the first time I met Jeff was through Dennis, and it was at the PGA Championship in 2019. And I, this story is also funnier too if you actually 
used the real names and knew who these people are. Right. It, like, They're amazing human beings. So much better. It, it does. And I and I mean, maybe maybe we can get them on the pod. Like if they like love this so much because they listen to the pod. And if you know, maybe we'll get the two of them to come on the pod and, and then we can actually hear like the actual voicemail, like the voice memos, because they are so funny. Cause you just oh, Dennis goes, Jeff, yeah, I'm really sorry. Like we've dragged you into this. And you just hear <laughs> you just hear Jeff go. <laughs> no 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 it's it's fine it's fine as he's like dying inside the most non-confrontational kindest human being ever That's and like so oh so when i first met jeff it was pj championship and i'd met him we were like or whatever we're talking on the range or whatever beth page and i guess like i'd walked away and i texted him and i was like yo i lost my jewel i don't know where my nicotine my vape pen is and he's like all right i'll keep an eye out for it the next day he finds it and he goes like, I found it. I found it like walking between the range and the, the putting green. And I never got it back. So he sends me a text on Thursday morning when I'm driving back home. Jeff sends me a picture of my jewel and goes, look what I just found in my player. We'll call his player Jesse. We'll call his player Jesse. So in Jesse's one. bag is my jewel. Now, Jesse has won with my jewel in his bag. I'm not saying that I am the reason that Jesse has won a golf tournament, but I'm not not saying that my jewel has not brought him luck. That's all I'm saying. To, to clarify, because I think people might get that confused. This is this story is not about Max Homa, who won the it's Wells Fargo. It's not about Max Homa. <laughs> it could easily be. It's funny. I saw Max... Um, well, I was going, so I, I'm not kidding you. This is TMI, but I peed 15 times in a 12 hour period. So I'm down in the caddy shack and they were using the women's bathroom for drug testing. So I would go outside and I'd go around and I'd go up to the clubhouse and I'd go into the locker room. But at one point I did see Max coming out and he must've just gotten done practice. I mean, his hair's a mess. He has like a hat all the way back on his head, whatever. And he just like, he's just Max. Like he's just always in a good mood, always fun to be around. Like this was Wednesday of the event, right? Like we didn't know at that point he was going to go out and win it. He didn't even know at that point he was going to go out and win it, you know? Um, So it's just, that's just Max. Like dude's about to go on to win his first fourth time. And he's just, he's just kind of strolling out, hat black roads, ah, you know, fist bumping people. Like that's just Max. He's so good. So incredibly good. I saw him play. We we're doing this like fun match. I was chatting for the guys he was playing against. And I kid you not, he didn't miss a shot. Off the center line of the fairway, yeah. if it was five yards left or right of it, he was getting pissed at himself because it wasn't perfect. Yeah. He hits the ball so incredibly well and he plays really good on hard golf courses. So I think he is going to win a couple majors down the road. I think that he has the game to do it. But Set aside his game. He is the nicest guy. He is so yes. humble. He is funny. He's relatable. And I think that he's done such a great job building his brand through social media. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of players are scared to use social media because you see a lot of people getting canceled or, you know, can get you in trouble at times, but he's done it the right way. And I think a lot of young players can learn from Max that, to have that fan base, to have those sponsors, to have that backing is actually really valuable when it comes yeah. to the growth of your career. And also just being able to go out to events and, you know, have support. And so he has done it the right way. But I think now 
when you think of Max Homeless, some people still think of him as a, almost like a Twitter personality. Yes, he's a golfer, but, you know, they say his Twitter first, and he's a four-time PGA yeah. Tour winner. And look where he's won. He's won at Riviera, and he won at Quail Hollow. And then he just won at TPC Avenue, which the second time in the Not last five years – that that course has won it like seven or eight under par. Like I think Charles Howell in 2017 won it like seven under. Granted, that was in the summer, but he's won at these fucking hard courses where you need to be a really good iron striker. You need to be a really good straight driver of the ball and then you need to be a good putter. And he just does all of it. It's like the fact, so when he won at Quail Hollow for his first win, I'm like, that's amazing. Second win, Riviera. I'm like, dude is winning at some great courses. Goes on to win Safeway or Fortnite, whatever it is now. Not as great of a course, but like he's a California kid. Like he, yeah. he he plays well in the state of California. He's already won twice there. So you see he can play on every kind of grass. He can win on different kinds of golf courses. And he's just he's going to win a major in the next five years. Like it's just there's just no way he's not going to. Well, this stat is interesting. So since the start of 2021, Max Homa has more worldwide wins than Rory, Rom, Spieth, JT, Bryson, DJ, Xander and Brooks combined or just to- like yeah all of them, all of them. yeah isn't that that's crazy? amazing it's believable it is and like he has the game but it is funny how still you see him as being just this personal really nice guy yeah. and it's like you don't see him as like a killer on the golf course but he is 100 a killer mm-hmm. on the golf course i mean he has that competitive spirit and he just he can turn it into another gear mm-hmm. which you don't see a lot of players do um but yeah i, I think He's going to win a lot. I think he's going to win yeah. a lot. I-, I think that like once he wins his first major, floodgates are going to mm-hmm. open for him. I know. I kind of see with his game almost like Scotty Scheffler, right? Where it took us a quote unquote while, not really a while, but you know, he didn't win the first time he stepped out on tour. But then after he won, he's like continued to win. Now, granted, that's a weird comparison because Scotty's won in such like a truncated amount of time, whereas Max has won over the last three years. But I just think like, you know, it took him a little bit. In 2019 or 2018, he almost lost his card. And then that, then he wins in 2019. He's won 2021. He's won 2022. So I just think he's, I think the sky's the limit for Max. And I, I just, I don't know. I think there are a lot of really good things to come. Good, good things come to good people. And did you see that, you know, Joe Griner, his caddy, who's might be arguably the best caddy player on tour. Like he's so good. You heard him say on the broadcast. Also can tear it up on the dance floor. I saw him yeah, like really and rug at Max's wedding. That's amazing. Now, see, that's what we love to hear. But that's the thing. Like Joe said to him, like, you need to stop saying you suck. Like, stop telling yourself I suck at golf. I suck at this. I suck at that. And Max is like, yeah, I stopped saying it. And it's like, once your mindset changes, things are good. But when we're, we we talked about this a lot in previous episodes of who's going to be the next, like, star, the up and coming guy. I think it's Max Homa. Because he's one of those guys who is a killer on the golf course, but has a personality Mm -hmm. and he's not afraid to show it. And he likes to mix it on social media. And you see someone like a Ricky Fowler, who has been highly marketable in the golf industry. He's only won five times. Yeah. Five times. I, I, I mean, comparing that to like Max Homa, I think Max Homa is going to blow up very soon. And especially mm-hmm. after the Netflix doc that they're doing. Oh my on, gosh. I think yeah. that is going to like set him to like superstar status in the golf industry because people will see his- In the, in the sports industry. In like the sports people are going to know his yep. name. Like that's the thing. Like he is what? 200, 300,000 followers. He's going to have 2 million on Twitter by like this time next year or whenever it comes out. Like- Yes, it's funny. His buddy Aaron Fleener, caddy for JT Poston, 
tweeted something like, I already said congrats to you, so I'm not going to say it here, but I will say your kids are going to be drinking a lot of Fiji water in airports, <laughs> but they might not have to because by then you might have your own plane. And honestly, he really might. Yeah. Well, and it was just announced that his wife, Lacey, is pregnant, which is really exciting. And it just seems like everything is going Max Homeless way, which, again, you love to see it because he yeah. is one of the good guys. And there's no one has ever said anything bad about Max Home. We should get him on no. the pod. That's what we should do. We should. Why have you? Know what's funny. I actually I was thinking last week when you were like, oh, I'm like, I'm not gonna be able to record the pod. I was like, oh, my God, maybe I could call Max and see if Max wants to host it with me while you were away. But we need to have Max on ASAP. OK, we need to have, quote unquote, Jeff and Dennis on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like we have there's some funny guys out there that we 100 percent need to have on the pod. 100%. Listeners, we will make this happen. If yeah. we can't get Max on, then something's seriously wrong. Because yeah. Then, then there's well. like a conspiracy against us. And <laughs> that's would be far off, I'm sure. Yeah. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. With the Wells Fargo, though, we do have to talk about Sergio mm. Garcia, who <laughs> I swear Sergio has never done the right thing. Like, <laughs> ever. you know what? Okay, so let me preface this. So I had well, that was Thursday. I had gotten home. I'd like driven home. I'm like watching it live. I'm watching it on ESPN Plus. I go to take a shower. Right. I go to shower for maybe 10 minutes. I get a text from Samantha, a friend Samantha Marks, and she's like, You're not on Twitter right now. You need to get on Twitter. And I'm like, What happened? I literally am like, I have a t- my hair wrapped in a towel. I'm like, What happened? I was literally just sitting there watching the golf. And it's Sergio freaking the fuck out. You know what? Even before like they said that it was a bad ruling, I was kind of like, I- It was funny because he was so like, it was almost like, satirical it was almost like a comedy like his timing was so good like well if you were weeks still i don't do with you anymore like it was just oh so good so confirmed 
Sergio is playing on the Saudi league. <laughs> I think we're going to see a lot of top 50 players in the world play those first two events. I can't imagine they're not. And like, there's just, I, I, I just can't imagine. There's not. The thing that's funny is he was right. He was right. He was right. And, the and he had a meltdown. Actually said, like, apologize. It was like, Sergio was right. And, you know, we were wrong with the ruling. But tough shit. You still get But tough penalty. shit. Now, like, you're hated yeah. on Twitter again. And that's just, like, what continues to happen to Sergio. If that was Jordan Spieth, people would be, the reaction would be completely different. Completely mm. different. I, I don't feel like, well, maybe not with his comments. I was going to say, because like with Jordan, because Jordan gets whiny. Like we've talked about that, right? Yeah. Where it's like we kind of, I forget when Jordan's, like when Jordan was playing really well, how fucking whiny he is. Oh, my God. Like all of his whiny shit. And then it's like he's playing well again. And I'm like, oh, I miss that. You know, <laughs> yeah. I've been in ears. Yeah. There's just something about Sergio. He just rubs people the wrong way, which he's so nice. He's like a nice guy too. Like every time I met him, I'm like, you're a nice guy. Like this kind of sucks that, you know, this keeps happening to you. But I'm like, you're also doing it to yourself. Like don't keep saying stuff like that when you know you're mic'd up. I know. The best part of all this was (laughs) Gary Woodland just watching from across (gasps) the hazard being like. (laughs) John McGinnis is standing there and John goes, I think I'm going to turn around and walk away. (laughs) Like. They're like, we want no part of this at all. Something that's also really interesting that we might see in the first tournament is Phil Mickelson, who signed up for it and also signed up for the PGA Championship. So this is the Mm. first time that we have heard from Phil. We also saw a really rogue video of Phil swinging, which I don't believe that it's Phil. I don't know if you talked about this It's a swing, though. Look at the footwork. Like, most lefties, listen, most left-handed golfers swing like Brian Harmon. A lot of them have this, like, they're all, like, short and have this weird, like, flat, little short person swing. I don't know what it is, but Phil has, like, a legitimate swing. Like, I feel like Phil's is upright. Phil's is more of, like, a righty swing, I feel like. And that looked more to me like a righty swing. But then people said he looked like Phil Fickleson. I didn't think he looked that fat. I didn't think he looked fat either. But he looked like Phil. The double standard, though, because if that was a woman and someone said something about that, it would have been everyone would have been canceled. Everyone would have been canceled. Which is just ridiculous. Like if someone's fat, if someone got fat and you come out being fat, like it's not nice. Like I don't. I'm not going to call someone fat, but like you shouldn't get canceled because you called someone fat just because they have a vagina. No, but it's fine. It's yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, so you can say it to a man, but you can't say it to a woman. That's messed up. I don't like that. But then again, I do love me some double standards. Like (laughs) when I'm like, actually, I can do that because I'm a woman. So as much as I hate the double standards, I also like if there's a double standard in my favor, you better be sure I'm going to use it. In the pro-ams, I got to play from the front tees. Yeah, the guy driving the green. Yeah, the guys were like, this is so unfair. And I'm like, well, you call them the women's tees, so I get to exactly. play up there. And it was the at the PGA Championship Games guy, the, the pro-am, this guy was like really giving me a hard time about it. And like, it wasn't like you chose to play from there. Like, no, and I'm like, the last time I checked, I have a vagina, so I'm going to play <laughs> up there where they said the girls get to play. I'm like, you take away all my other rights. At least give me this one. I okay? know. Exactly. <laughs> it's like you want to be in my uterus so bad. Like, let me have <laughs> this red tease. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but it is funny. It's like people, it's like they should never be called the ladies tease to start with. Like, they should just be the forward tease. Like, I don't. I don't, I mean, I'm not like one of those people that's like pounding my chest and taking my shirt off and running through the streets in New York screaming feminism. Like that would never happen. But like, 
you shouldn't call them the ladies tees. They're the forward tees. They are for anyone who needs that sort of a distance. Like that's the thing. Like they can be for kids. They can be for old people. They can be for people who fucking suck at golf. Like, you know, when I'm going to play those forward tees, like I want to start playing left-handed just to hustle people out of money. Like you better bet I'm going to be playing from the forward tees. Like I hate when people call it the ladies tees, but it's it's not a ladies tee. If it is pro-am day, fuck, I am playing the ladies tees and I am calling them the ladies tees. Yeah, there you go. That's fair. I'm going then, then I, I do want the ladies tea, but like, it's funny, like at my club, like the ladies tea is green. So you can't even be like, oh, that's the ladies tea. Cause it's like red or pink. It's like, no, it's green. You know, so. I showed up to the golf course and I'm going back to the tips and the starters like, do you know what you're doing? Is your, this your first time playing golf? I'm like, I, why don't I you can't. tell that to the guys who shoot over a hundred who are playing the tips and can't even get the ball to the fairway. Where's the energy for them? Yeah. Coming at me hard. That's the one time that I would be running through the street streets, naked streaming feminism and free the nip. Like when someone's like, do you know what you're doing? Like you're at the wrong tea. I'm like, you can, you can suck my invisible dick because I am not putting up with this. Like, well, and also it's like, okay, everyone says I get to play from the front tees. It's the ladies tees and guys are like, you're too good. You have to step backwards. I'm like, you're taking away advantage how messed yeah. up is that and you're, you're still good, gonna outdrive them even from their tea like that's yeah. if i have an advantage i'm gonna take it yeah. if that if my advantage is free drinks at a bar i'm gonna take it like you know <laughs> and we're like we're feminists until we're not <laughs> <laughs> well see i never claim to be a feminist i'm a meist so I, anything that's best for Amanda, I'm an Amanda is. So if, if things are good for Amanda and if it also benefits women, great. If things are good for Amanda and it benefits men, great. If things are like good for Amanda and it benefits dogs, that's the greatest of all. You know, I really, I'm a dog is. I really like that. Okay. I like that. I, can I be Amanda is too? Yes. You're an Amanda is. But the thing is though, if you're an Amanda is, you have to build up other Amandas. You can't, you can't br- drag down other Amandas. You have to support Amandas. All Amandas? All Amandas. It doesn't matter. Even if you don't agree with those Amandas, you still have to support the Amandas. That's how it works. Yes, MC, our producer, Amanda Silver. Yes, exactly. <laughs> he I, says yes. Okay. Okay. That's I've, met, I've met a couple bitchy Amandas, though. I mean, I, I don't think I've ever met one I liked. <laughs> and anytime I meet, well, no, that's not true. I met Amanda Valiona. She's fine. I've only met her once, but she's very nice. Um, but like, I don't know. Anytime I see an Amanda over the age of like 30, this is going to sound terrible, but I'm like, oh, you're an old Amanda. <laughs> like you're, you're an Amanda whose mom, oh, Amanda, you're still in here over the age of 40. Fuck me. I keep forgetting like the 90s were 30 years ago. Like the, like when people are born before the year 1980. <laughs> I know. I mean, like, well, anyone born before the year, like 1980, that has the man, like the name Amanda. I'm like, why did your parents hate you? Like, why would they name you Amanda? When I was a kid, there was a mom who was an Amanda. And I just always thought it was so weird. I'm like, why are you Amanda? Why are you not Lisa? You know what's even worse? What? When they're older and they go by Mandy. Oh, like, I'm sorry. Do I look like a stripper? People call me Mandy to be cute. I can't. I can't. Mm-mm. Don't call me Mandy. I will actually kill you. Okay, I, I'll jump on board. I'm an Amandaist. What what Thank vibe you. does my name give off? A pagist, books, books. Yeah, I got that. I got that a lot. <laughs> my nickname is always books. like chapter book. Um, 
I never got any good nicknames. Pager, Pagey, P. Uh, PG. PG. Oh, I, hated that one. I, I was like, that. what is that? I hated that one. Um, I got Rager in college. Pager, Rager. Rager? Pager, Rager? Wait, I actually really like that. That's not bad, but I never had any cool nicknames. Like, I, I, don't, didn't I don't have any, either. like, uh, last name. I got, like, Spearmint. That was it, though. <laughs> I, I literally did not know your last name for I probably until like I met you like I genuinely did not know what your last name was I think I used to call you like Sparanovich or something I did not fucking know what your last name was I just knew you're like you went by Paige Renee and I'm like the Sparanovich girl Paige (laughs) I was very conflicted because I got the username Paige Renee because I was being stalked and harassed in college by these girls and so (gasps) I had to delete my Instagram because they were like it was really bad they're like stalking me on campus (gasps) Was it a boy issue? Was it because of a boy? He was like my strength, the, the strength trainer at the university. Oh, so just, okay. And I would go in because I like needed, I, I would just be in there all the time. But I like clearly had no interest in him, but they thought mm. I did. I don't know. Well, long story. Mm. And I think that's what it ended up being. Who knows? Um, and then I deleted that account and I was like, I'm just going to go by my middle name so they can't like find me. And I want to be like really private. And I'm like, I'm only going to post golf videos because no one can make fun of golf videos. (laughs) And so that's how I got Paige Renee. And then when I started to like grow, like, should we use Paige Renee as like my, my name or should we use Paige Sporanic? But I was playing golf under Paige Sporanic and then the username was Paige Renee. And then Mm. it's just now kind of continued. And even with the podcast, people are like, why did you use Paige Renee instead of your full name? Like, well, I think we're going to try to transition to that. And we just like have never done it. It's just now. We could just get rid of the Renee and just be Paige and Amanda. There you go. The Paige we don't have to worry show. about last names. Yeah. <laughs> Playing around Paige and Amanda. There you go. Don't have to worry about. Hey, then we're fixed. Then we're, then we're fixed. We also that need was to get so easy. We need to get a new picture too for the, the box. We need to do yeah. a photo shoot. I remember you like mentioned that when I when I first like came on. You're like, we need to take some new photos. We do. And I was like, okay. Yeah. And then Let I just someone do my hair and makeup for me. <laughs> God, don't. Do- okay. I actually have a funny story. So I had a shoot <laughs> in Miami. Next day, flying to the Bahamas, double eye infection, <gasps> double eye infection. And so I'm playing this event. Like, eye infe- like pink eye? Yes. Like, I was double, like eye infection. Oh my God. Double pink eye after the shoot. I think it was from the makeup. And I'm oh like, what am I going to do? I have to play this golf event around all these celebrities. And there's like all these dinners and stuff. And so I'm wearing sunglasses <sighs> the entire time. Is that and, why you had on the black sun, the really like the, the black wayfarers? Yep. And so oh it was God. day two and the group I had was super rowdy. Like they were drinking and I never drink on the golf course ever. And so I started taking shots with these guys. And so we were going kind of hard and Ken Griffey Jr. was in the group behind me and we were on this par three. It was hole 16 and we're all taking shots. And I'm like a little tipsy at this point. And I say something to Griffey and he kind of like looked at me and he's like, hold on. And so he's like trying to take my sunglasses off to <laughs> see how like my eyes are to see like where I'm at. And he takes them off. He's like, girl, you fucked up. <laughs> and I'm like, your eyes are pink because you're like so fucked up. And I'm like, I think it's much better that Griffey thinks I'm lit than I have double pink eyes. <laughs> Oh my god, you're like, yeah, I, uh, someone actually farted on my pillow, but yeah, I'm just really, I smoked a lot of reefer, guys. Yeah, I'm like dying. He like looked at me and gave me this look, and I was like, I'm gonna put my sunglasses back on. <laughs> <laughs> just came off. 
away. Oh my god, that is so bad. You, I, that sucks. But like, it went away though. I assume, right? Yeah, like I'm you I, fine now. After the events, I, I had like these um, drops for it. Fine, I was totally I would, fine. You poor thing. That's the, like the worst things when I travel always happen to me, and it's always like something that's like super embarrassing like Mm. double pink eye and it's like I'm like face to face with like the biggest names in sports and they're like Mm -hmm. I'm like trying to like not make eye contact with them and I'm like (laughs) you know honestly it's a great day to have big tits when your face is looking rough there you go it's a shame I just I need to stop wearing baggy sweatshirts I need to start like um accounting for that (laughs) no people are like girls get so mad when you look at boobs instead of their face I'm like when I have double pink eye you better be looking at my boobs (laughs) Like, like, here's the thing, depending on what I'm wearing, that should dictate if I want you looking at my boobs or not. Like when I'm in a sweatshirt, aka 90% of the times, no. But if I'm looking good, I'm in a tight shirt, then yes. Oh my God. I'm just picturing the next headline. Hey, Spranick doesn't want you to make eye contact. (laughs) I can't. Paige only wants you to look into her boobs. I can't. I do this to myself. I do this to myself. You kind of do, but I mean, I do it to myself too. It's fine. It's all about the brand. (laughs) <laughs> it is. It's all about the New York Post articles, man. Where Amanda is, we can say whatever we want. <laughs> and on that note, thanks for listening to today's episode. If you want to send us any questions, you can email us at par at hi at i. That is so fucking hard to say. You want you want to take it next time at iheartradio.com or you can message us on the playing around Instagram account and just go over there and check it out anyways we're posting a lot of videos and that is all for today's episode you guys can catch us here next time don't forget to share leave reviews give us five stars because you feel bad for us and <laughs> that's it Follow Playing Around with Paige Renee on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.